0: It's
1: the this is another episode of the Annoyed, Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. So, welcome back, everybody, for another episode of the Annoyed, Not Offended podcast. Again, this is a podcast for the unoffended, but consistently irritated individuals and remember it's not our fault everybody is annoying and always i am your host sydney discussing the latest and greatest in the news of what has gotten on my nerves this week now i can say the new normal is i'll have a guest each week and i am trying my best to live up to that standard um, I feel like I've had some really good guests so far, and I'm sure you guys will like my latest guest. Let's welcome Drew, the Film Lord. Shout out to the city of St. Louis for being home to the original creatives. Drew is a cinematographer and filmmaker, also known by the moniker The Film Lord. And um, you guys, just like prior to recording this, we had to get on a good schedule and had a lot of back and forth because Drew was out in the desert filming a documentary. So go ahead and introduce yourself.
0: <laughs> I, I'm flattered. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, we, we were trying to uh, get this done as I was taking some artists out of the city. Um, my, my new initiative for like 2020. Mm Is You know, get people out of the city, um, help people see the world. And I took two artists um, on a six-day road trip around the country from Mm -hmm. St. Louis to Colorado to Utah to Vegas and then back up to uh, Colorado then back to St. Louis. So, like, we were just shooting vigils, um, Mm -hmm. sand dunes and uh, mountains and dry Mm -hmm. lake beds and all types of stuff. And, I mean, that's kind of what I do as a filmmaker. I just want to be different, like, you know, show people the world. That's, that's where I get my passion from, just seeing the world and showing it off.
1: Yeah, and um, Drew was saying, like, before I first record, he was giving a lot of good, like, backstory on himself. But he was just saying that um, he kind of built off of what his parents had given him during his childhood and just having a lot of opportunities to express himself and realize, like, you know what? I can honestly do whatever I want to do and be the best at it.
0: Yeah, so, like, you know, my dad being a drill sergeant, him, like, traveling, like, he grew up um – um You know, in a I wouldn't say very very poor, but he had a lot of brothers and sisters, and so Mm -hmm. that uh, that type of family structure was divided, and you know, it all is like Mm -hmm. down sharing stuff. when he was able to join the army, he did that to see the world. And so he was a photographer by trade. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he went to places like Germany and uh, I think Germany was number one, but like a lot of places overseas. And um, he tells me about these stories all the time. And growing up that made me want to, you know, actually get up, get out and do something. And so you know, that like kind of fueled me just seeing him on tanks. And like mm-hmm. he was like my super. Well, he is like my superhero. So, and just seeing that. And my mom, a psychology professor for the past 25, 30 years, I feel. And um, yeah, she took me to China when I was about 12 years old. Um, and that to me was the most eye opening experience, even though I almost mm-hmm. died there. <laughs> like, I almost died in China. And I mean, she hates when I tell this story, but like I woke up paralyzed and. It was Wuhan, China, where they uh-huh. believe that the COVID started Ooh. or whatever. Uh-huh. And yeah, yeah, I woke up, couldn't move. She, I was like, sleep paralysis, but like, you know, wow. I could talk. And she thought I was BSing. So um, <laughs> I, and she was like, boy, get up. So I think like I passed out. Like uh-huh. within ten minutes and got back up and like I felt seven times I went to the bathroom on the eighth time. I ch- I choked I was like, wow. Oh, I'm not about to die. And then like I pushed past her with some water bottles and like she's like, All right, you're not eating no more anything over here that's wow. not like fried. So Ooh. and yeah, and so like that's one of those, you know, near death experiences and I was like, I can remember that vividly. I'm gonna travel some more. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, that is amazing, and I can definitely say I've had some very interesting travel stories as well, and it has not deterred me at all. I'm like, yes, let's do this. But moving on to my first segment, um, the title of this segment is Fed Up or F***ed Up? And basically, I dedicate this segment to uh, allowing my audience to get to know my guests better because what better way can you learn about people than distinguishing what the hell gets on their nerves? Um, So, Drew, either you can share a story about the last thing that, like, just annoyed the hell out of you and you were fed up, or I have, like, three questions you can answer to let me know if it really, like, took you off or if you just be like, eh.
0: See, (laughs) When you say, (laughs) okay, see, all right. So I work in the field of, you know, creating, you know, I work for a lot of artists and for them to like something, they have to, you know, really love it. Mm -hmm. And I have, I come from a background of expertise and like, it has to be this way Uh so it can sell that way. But a lot of artists, I'm just going to say artists, as in music artists. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I work with a lot of music artists. So, you know, they get to the point of um, they don't know what they want. Um, mm. Like we'll work for weeks and weeks about right before we shoot. And then they won't know what they mm. want or they'll change it a hundred different times. Um, and they, they'll see my work. Like uh-huh. I'll be dropping stuff throughout you know this process because I have to keep putting out more content. And then mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I wanted something like that. I'm like, you didn't say that. Like, like it's, it, it's the whole process of what pre-production is. And mm-hmm. music artists don't know what they want at all. And for <laughs> me, like, they tell me, you know, I don't want that. Then I'll go out and do it. And they're like, wait, that's what I wanted to do you're like, man,
1: just tell me verbatim what the hell y'all want and we can figure it out. But I can definitely see that being difficult because honestly, when I was creating this podcast, shout out to my friend Sydney, but she was like the graphic designer for my art and even then she's like, what do you want? I'm like, "Uh, oh, mm. And even then, she's like, you know what? We're not going to do this. I'm going to call you like in. Each step in the process, you got to have these different things for me. So in this process, you need to have the colors. Next process, give me some examples. Like, she was on my ass about that. So I definitely respect that. But I can't see you as somebody who does this for a living getting, like, fed the fuck up with people. Because in a way, do you think it's simple for them to just, like, tell you flat out? Or are you just like, nah?
0: So, no. And that <laughs> comes with, like, I could say straight up no. Because, like, it's my job to study, like, different things and different techniques of how to do things. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't know what I don't know how to do until they see me do it. And that mm-hmm. comes within, like, that trust factor of mm-hmm. what am I about to do with this person? So, you know what? All I do is, you know, I'm raising my prices. Like that's all. <laughs> <gonna
1: do>. so, <laughs> that makes complete yeah. sense. That makes complete sense. And I think that's the best way to, to handle it in all honesty. So moving on to our second segment, um, it is basically the make it make sense segment. And for the most part, we were talking about this like before, um, as Drew stated, like, this is his love. He loves creating. He's out there 24-7. So I want to talk about like finding your passion and honing your craft. Because Ooh. what else is there to do in life? But seriously, for me, I can say finding out what drives you to get up in the morning and create can be difficult. And if anything, you usually like, you know, what exactly does this mean for me? And what way will this make me some much? So, like I said before, Drew lives. In Breeze filmmaking like even I believe what did you say I follow him on Twitter he said something and it really caught me off guard but it was hilarious because I think it like accurately depicted just the aspect of creativity coming into play I in general think that the biggest issue with people finding their passion is the notion that it's something they have to inherently be good at. So I think a lot of people have this like idea and they hear that, you know what, I received some great feedback on this. So why shouldn't I just do it? You know, what do you think about that?
0: So like with art as a general, it's all subjective. Mm-hmm. and That's that's the thing about it. Like you don't know if your art is good. You don't know if your art is bad. And I can I can think that someone's art is not good, but that's my standpoint on it but Mm -hmm. for them they can believe it's great because that's their experience and that's their perspective so Mm -hmm. that's why I can't judge anyone's art and say oh this is horrible because that's a viewpoint of their perspective Mm -hmm. and I personally feel like anyone can do art and that's that's a truth and Mm -hmm. um, when we're creating as artists you know we go through certain evolutions in our stages of who we are and like the, mm-hmm. uh, like the elevation part of who we are and that that is really a defining moment you can mm-hmm. tell someone who's put in their 10,000 hours or, and stuff mm-hmm. like that and with me I really you know I knew that I had to put in like 30,000 hours because there were so many people with cameras so mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm never going to be the one to be like oh man that's trash I'm like, no oh I can help you out if you ask me questions but you know uh-huh. only the people that you know really want the help and like every day, like there's always that that moment for mm-hmm. me where it's like, what do I want to create today? Or like, I got a hundred things to do.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But like, there's always the sign out of somewhere where someone's like, you know, inspire me to create. Thank you so much. We should collaborate on like that. To mm-hmm. me, lets me know that someone else out there is, uh, is like looking at me. And so that, I would say it's more pressure, but it mm-hmm. helps me want to create more. And I'm like, somebody will like put up a camera in the backseat of the car and be like, yo, you inspire me to do this shot. And I'm just like, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> like, like that's the wildest thing ever. Like, yo, uh-huh. you straight put a camera in the backseat of your car for what? For, uh-huh. I, like, like that's, that to me is powerful. Mm-hmm. And my, like my whole push is mm-hmm. empowerment. Like, like that's if you good. got a camera, yeah. Like if you got a camera, I want you to do it. Like, I'm not on the mm-hmm. like, nah, I don't
1: do that. So you saying like yeah. with, within a lot of this your driving force is like your instinct like just go with what you feel is go suit you best and even then realize like you know what even though this is something I love and I'm good at it's still gonna take some time I'm gonna have to put in some effort Have to get my hands dirty on a lot of yeah. shit yeah
0: yeah like when I started uh like when I was in college back in 2013 um, mm-hmm. I didn't leave the house for like two or three years without a camera like at all <laughs> like that was that was my thing like I went to parties with with a camera I went to the grocery store with a camera did everything with a camera and I was like felt weird after a while not mm-hmm. using the camera. Like, like at home it's just a part of me so you it just takes that level of dedication sometimes you can tell when people are not really dedicated and mm-hmm. you know that kind of tears me from wanting to help people out sometimes but if I see like oh you you really you like when you fall in love with failure at, mm-hmm. at a part where there's no real like sense of what failure is if you don't like like stop doing it completely. So that's very that, true. Yeah. And so like with me it's just like the only failure is like death to me. Like that's <laughs> that's it. Like that's how hard I go.
1: Hey <laughs> that's a that's a way to put it I can definitely say. But I can definitely agree because even for me personally, I think like it's it's so hard to like even push yourself in some aspect because just personally I'm a person who likes to be good at shit off rip like learning to me I get so frustrated I'm like damn why do I don't I right away like damn why it's taking me time to gain skills I feel like a little Sims character like when they have to keep practicing shit and you making them do stuff so they don't burn their food that's what I feel like all the time and I feel like that deters me from some things it just, in, a, in a little bit of a way so can you say there was ever a time where you were like just going after filmmaking or even editing or working with brands and people that you kind of thought to yourself like oh this is harder than I thought or has it always been something where you just like I'm gonna keep
0: pushing see I can tell the truth and be like everything that I'm doing now is like am I really able to do that or like there's always that constant Mm -hmm. Can you, are you able are you really able to do that? <laughs> it's, it's, kind, it's kind of like that um like imposter syndrome that like, oh for know. sure yes yeah and i mean with me it's just like i'm working on an animation i haven't done animation in five six years and like wow. like it's it's one of those and i'm doing it like they love mm-hmm. it so it's like i'm working through the process there's just more details and things of that nature mm-hmm. to me it really gets down to your confidence level like they like the person the client they don't know what they want so you have to be more confident in what you can give them as mm-hmm. opposed to letting them like steer your car so i mean it, it's all a psychological thing really mm-hmm. just being able to talk being able to walk through things and mm-hmm. that over the years has been able to help me because i was in marketing and ad agencies on car commercials and work real estate agent that uh, like dope. car sales and yeah like they're the one of some of the worst people I've ever worked with <laughs> but, but but I learned a lot, which is good. like mostly your worst bosses are the one the most from and that's what I can say. Pretty cool about this industry. <laughs>
1: Mm. I go. Well, I get it and it's funny that you even talk about working with a brand because have there ever even been times where you've aligned on like aspects of a process and or aspects of a project and then you kind of give them the deliverables and they're like well we don't know if like this is their direction or like we need to chop and screw this a little bit like even then it's like like yeah. you said before art is subjunctive how are you even taking like
0: what is that that, that is Ooh, Lord, that is the bang of my existence. I mean, see, and that comes with the trial and error over the years of how to get past that process. Mm-hmm. I can send someone my work and be like, hey, I can do this, 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 and this, and then they'll say, oh, I like this part of this video, I like this part and we can mash it in. So it's like, creating the work that you put out and like like advertising that to who your future client could be. So it mm-hmm. makes it easier for you. So like I try to diversify myself as much as possible. I, I can shoot a Cinematic Total Crunch commercial if the could, to like a car commercial and a documentary. So I want to diversify mm-hmm. my clientele by just showing what I can do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a lot of practice. You have to practice what you want to become every day. And, I mean, I don't want to just, yeah, that's why I don't want to just shoot music videos. I want to do, like, one commercial a month for, like, DiGiorno or somebody and, like, be Mm -hmm. able to eat off that until the next (laughs) month. Something like that. Like, that's, you know, I want to, my dream is to open a network one day. So I have all these different, Mm -hmm. or to put out a network to where people can upload their stuff. Mm-hmm. To pay for it you know and I want to have my cards and like circulate on their side. there so I can say there's nothing that I haven't shot
1: that would be cool. That's tight. But even going back, like, one other point I wanted to talk about, too. Um, I can say this for myself. And even I feel like you might be like this in an aspect, because even you were talking about filmmaking, but then you're talking about animation and kind of wanting to have your hand in these different pots. I just thought about, like, um, Issa Rae. Like, shout out to Issa Rae with Insecure and how she's nominated for an Emmy. But I forgot which interview this was on. But she was just saying that during an episode, it's like, what not Episode, but um, it's a scene in Insecure that she shared with her character's mother. That as a kid, her mom said, You know, you got your hand in too many pots, and in a way, she was like, You know what? Like, that made her doubt herself because she's like, Well, damn, do I have too many interests? Like, will I ever find exactly what I'm like super duper destined for? And I feel like, me as a person, I definitely like so many different things and just want to. Talk about sometimes like real trivial shit, but i was still like, I can see like doing that or that would be fun. That would be interesting. Do you feel that way?
0: Like my head is in too many pods right now.
1: Uh-huh. Like <laughs> I'm just doing so much. It's so much going on. I love all of it, but it's a lot
0: yeah like like I would tell myself I want to do so many other things and I'll go out and do it and then all those things will come like I can just practice something I can just fiddle with doing something I can just jokingly do mm-hmm. it and then the entire industry of what I was joking about doing will come to me and be like hey are <laughs> you really joking or are you really kidding let's test you I'm like yeah. what and then it kind of brings on more work on my work so I mean I, I like right now or well, over the past few years, I've been mm-hmm. centering my, like, my structure for my career as far as uh, mm-hmm. focusing on one thing per year. Like, I'll focus on directing. I'll focus on script writing. Mm-hmm. And I've recently started focusing on cinematography. Okay. And And, yeah, so I kind of got stuck into it. Like, it uh-huh. was really what I wanted to do because cinematography is just, like, all you got to do is hold a camera, sit still or just Mm -hmm. make it look beautiful and that's all I want to do and I love doing that so that that's why I get to um just pretty much make anything look beautiful and Mm -hmm. I can have someone who is a director Mm -hmm. over me and they'll be able to trust me and let me do me so there's less stress in it but you know you gotta know your stuff
1: (laughs) yeah that's very true that is very true and I think even me personally, it's always been a matter of, even though you, I might have my hand in a few different pots and have like various interests. Really, if you are super duper interested in whatever it is, I agree with you wholeheartedly by saying it will come back to you in some way, like some shape or form. You're going to be like, you know what, damn, I was doing, I was messing with that, like just thinking it as a hobby. and now it didn't come back to me and can elevate me in some way and that's always like a big 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 plus for sure
0: yeah it's a long road i mean i like there are so many times when you just feel like i want to quit like you can feel that every day and but there's gonna be a sign like mm-hmm. it's so crazy like you can get a sign from anywhere and it'll be like your your one push that you needed for that day or that week and mm-hmm. you will like wow okay i'm back in it so yeah <laughs>
1: I mean, it makes complete sense, and that's amazing. Again, finding your passion is not something that you have to be annoyed with, but be patient and persistent, cause it it's just go. It's gonna take a lot out of you, and again, oh. you are going to get frustrated, but furthermore, you will eventually come to like all of the yeah. gems and things that you've molded.
0: <laughs> yeah, the patience is the thing that you you put up with it but mm-hmm. it, it starts to it does take a toll on you so that's mm-hmm. why you have to take breaks and get away from things and push mm-hmm. through put the work in and you will feel a lot better once the work is out
1: completely true so listeners you know go ahead get your notepads out Write this in a journal, write it down. These are gems. All of these are little golden nuggets. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing and everything, but so far so good. So the last segment of this show, which is like my favorite, um, I was thinking about making it something different for this week, but I was like, no, we're going to keep it in the realm of creativity. So this segment is You Are Drove. Being from St. Louis, like everybody from St. Louis knows what drove is like drove somebody said this is like a great term for just being genuinely disappointed thinking shit was gonna work out one way and it did it so you just like drove as fuck it happens it happens so this week um i don't know if drew's familiar with this um going on in the news but lady antebellum versus lady a um i do not keep up with country music but basically country music lady And Tabellum, like the the group, they're changing their name to Lady A, seeing how the name references the period of history before slavery. But the thing is, that name is already taken by somebody. And as a black woman, she has been a female blues singer with that exact name for 30 years, Lady A. And her name is Anita White. So she is not, this is her name. It really fits her. So apparently Lady Antebellum got the bright idea to file a lawsuit against her because she demanded payment for the rights to her name. And I think that's rightfully so, considering it's her name. Now, I can say in this particular instance, nobody is drove yet, but I feel like Lady Antebellum is Like Just seeing how this kind of takes away from their point of bringing some representation to uh, the movements taking place. So I was very much like, what? And even funnier i can say fellow country singer and member of y'all remember the group the dixie chicks they also removed dixie from their own name so now they're just the chicks because i guess they don't want to be related to the south in any form of way and it's like okay interesting black people didn't ask for y'all to change any of this i didn't i don't see we got other things that we want but anywho even the fellow country singer um of the dixie chicks was like that's kind of awkward and uncomfortable for y'all to sue this black lady because that kind of goes to the the point of y'all changing y'all name. Like this is your fellow country <laughs> singer who is telling y'all y'all asses are in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she drove his
0: or they drove his ass. Oh, and they yeah.
1: are because my thing is again, why did you not think this would work out like that? And even then. Who knows how this lawsuit is going to go? Because, again, the lady has had the name for the last 30
0: years. Oh, Lord. They trying to justify this lady's name. Uh, 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 um,
1: It's just, uh, just, I don't get it. I really don't. And, again, I feel like it does go – I get their point, but it completely goes against it. And furthermore, this is not what black people want. I don't remember asking for them to change (laughs) (laughs) all of these names. Yes, I like the fact of removing the statues. Yes, that makes more sense. But this whole, uh, it's just, it's very annoying. I am annoyed by that. But that was the You Are Drove segment. And y'all, make sure y'all keep up with the news about how that turns out. Cause I'm probably gonna talk about it when they when Lady A actually wins. But um, I was gonna say, Drew, did you have anything you want to share with my listeners or let them know, like where they can find you at on social media?
0: Um, one message. Um, I just want everybody out there to go create. Like that's like, <laughs> you just go create. Um, do anything by any means. If you think it, it can definitely be done. And like your mind is definitely the, the superpower that you have and um yeah follow me on instagram the film lord all one word um i'm on my fourth twitter right now uh, because of copyright whatever uh, it's the x film x lord <laughs> i've had like three different variations of that so yeah you follow me there i appreciate you um i'm dropping tutorials on cinematography and creating soon and creating commercials from your living room so yeah
1: it sounds dope that's tight oh you guys will have to make sure to check that out and then i'll also put the link to Drew's social media in his handles in the description box so when y'all go look you can click and follow um last thing i need to say for sure y'all have not sent me any damn email yet but that's fine because i'm a big y'all But I want to hear y'all complaints about other people, and I want you guys to let me judge them to see if you should be annoyed or offended. So send those to AnnoyedNotOffended at gmail.com, and thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.